You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 11th, 2018, the final day of the NBA regular season, the final day of the Orlando Magic's 2018 season. We'll have plenty more to come as the Magic take on the Washington Wizards in that final game. I'll preview what to look for in that game including run down the lottery scenarios, and then I'll finish up some last-minute stat things as we put a bow on this season. We'll have a complete recap of the Magic's game against the Wizards on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Um, I'll have a complete recap... <laughs> excuse me. I'll have a complete recap of the Magic's exit interview day uh, and a recap of the season again on Friday's episode of Locked on Magic. And then, just as a scheduling note... Things may begin to slow down a little bit here in the Locked On Magic world. Uh, I, I do plan to try and go every day next week. We'll begin player evaluation starting on Monday. Um, I'll have my uh, day late playoff preview on Sunday during the Orlando Magic during the final Orlando Magic Daily Facebook Live. That'll be Monday's episode of Locked On Magic. So we'll do some player evaluations. Over the course of the next week, over the next couple weeks, I may scale back to four days a week. I may uh, I may some weeks go to three days a week leading up to the draft. Once we get to the draft, though, I'll be I'll ramp back up to, to every every single day um, as we prepare for the NBA draft, run through some storylines there. Um, of course, do some draft previews. I'll have some special podcasts as well. There's a there's a there's an article I'm looking forward to coming out, hoping to get the author of uh, and uh, and I think Orlando Weekly. I'm hoping to get that author on the podcast uh, later next week or in the coming weeks as we, we talk about the Magic. We'll have Magic Gaming going on. I'm, uh, I'm hoping to be at uh, their media day as well uh, to get the lowdown on them. And, and so there's there's still stuff going on, obviously. But I do want to warn you that that I may take take some time off. I may scale back, go to three days a week, go to four days a week instead of every day. So if you don't see Locked On Magic in your mailbox, in your inboxes, or in your in your podcast feed. Uh, occasionally, there's a good reason why I'm I'm, gonna tr- I'm trying to, to scale back a little bit now that the season is coming to a close. But that's next week. You know, we'll, there'll be plenty of updates there. I'll let you know as well. So that's to look forward to next week as the season comes to a close. Today, though, today, though, is about the final game of the season. The Orlando Magic will take on the Washington Wizards at the Amway Center, 8 o'clock tip-off. Notice the special time, 8 o'clock tip-off. Uh, in a game that has some meaning for both teams. But that doesn't mean the both teams won't treat it like a final game of the season. Now, the Magic are going to pull out pull out all the bells and whistles for the final game. There's going to be fan fest, there's ticket deals, there's merchandise deals, there'll be plenty of giveaways uh, during the game. It, it, it's, it is a fan appreciation night, and, and generally I would say the fans have been very good this year. Uh... It, this is less about the game and more about just kind of beginning to recap the season, but Magic fans have stuck with this team this year. Um, a lot of heated discussions online, a lot of heated uh, debates about the direction of the franchise, what the Magic should do, even on a day-to-day basis. And fans have come through the doors at the Amway Center. Believe it or not, this team is in the middle of the league in attendance. The last time I checked, at least average attendance. I don't know what that what that means as far as capacity, but at least by paid attendance, fans are still showing up to support this team, which says something. And I've said this, and I believe this for for a very very long time, or at least for the last few years. 
Magic fan engagement is at its highest, or has continued to be at its highest at least, since the 09 Finals appearance. I grew up in this town during the early 2000s, during the Tracy McGrady era. And fans did not show up for those, for those teams. That was a winning team. Those were teams that finished above 500, that made the playoffs every year, that had one of the five best players in the world. No one showed up for those teams. You didn't really discuss the Magic. I, I, I remember having schoolyard discussions, and the Magic were not something that even local kids talked about. And so, maybe it's a more connected, you know, universe. But I would definitely say Magic fandom is healthier today than it has been. We're having good debates. People are invested in the future of this team and want this team to succeed. And we may disagree, and I've sat here and talked about those disagreements. We may disagree on the process of getting there. But at least we're having these discussions. And so, on this fan appreciation night, I want to sit here and thank you, the listeners. Thank you, everyone who... Follows me on Twitter, follows Orlando Magic Daily, listens to Locked On Magic. Thank you all for sticking with this team to the very bitter end. It's been a long journey. And thank you for engaging and being part of the discussion. My goal here on Locked On Magic is to drive discussion. If, if I sound like I'm playing devil's advocate, if it sounds like I'm being wishy-washy and I don't offer my opinions all the time, it's because I feel my job is to foster discussion, to bring up interesting points, to bring up things that will move the discussion further. And I would say this year, while I've certainly made my opinions known and, and, and I've, I've gotten into heated debates with people, this season, I hope I have furthered the discussion and I know fans have engaged in this discussion. They are invested in this team and they want this team to succeed. And so... You guys deserve some appreciation. You guys deserve some love. And you guys deserve a fan appreciation night for showing up in the building, for making your voices heard in whatever way you can make your voices heard, for staying engaged with this team and believing and hoping in a better future, which has been difficult at times this year. The opponent Wednesday night, the Washington Wizards, very much have something to play for. And so they're going to come in trying to win the game. In the Eastern Conference standings, now that, the, now that the, the penultimate day of the season is over, the Washington Wizards sit in 8th place at 43-38. and 38. A Bucks loss, a Heat win, Heat play the Raptors, a Bucks loss, and a Wizards win could move them up into 6th. Washington still has something to play for. They're in the playoffs. But their seeding is not determined. And the Wizards certainly are a very talented team. A team that is very dangerous. That has plenty of playoff experience. That beat the Boston Celtics behind John Wall's 29 points and 11 assists on Tuesday night, 113-101. to Washington has something to fight for. But it is the last day of the season. And the playoffs are already clinched. And there is a little bit of pressure eased off playing the Magic. Whereas the Heat play the Raptors. Again, a Raptors team that doesn't have anything to play for, so they may rest their guys. And the Bucks play the Sixers, a team that is fighting for something as well. 
Washington playing Orlando puts them in a weird position, in a weird situation. And it does sound like the Wizards are at least going to rest Otto Porter, who, who had a nasty fall in the, in the game against the Celtics and missed part of that game. So they're going to rest him, let him get healthy for the playoffs. And it's sounding more and more like the Wizards will also rest John Wall. That means Bradley Beal will still be playing, though. Orlando at 24 and 57 is probably not a team the Wizards are particularly worried about. As I've said on this podcast for several weeks now, the focus for the Magic is more on themselves than their opponent. Washington's going to play who they're going to play. The question is, what are the Magic going to do? As I will continue to argue, all I ask is that they play hard. That you lose despite your effort, not because of it. That's been my rallying cry for the last week and a half. And as I mentioned yesterday, these games have lost meaning. It's, it's hard to figure out exactly what the Magic are trying to accomplish. What the individual players are even trying to accomplish at times. And so I, I don't know what to expect. But for this Magic team, yes. Wednesday's game does have some interesting implications. At 24 and 57, the Magic have every incentive to lose this game. I would be remiss if I didn't sit here and explain why the Magic should lose this game. And, and yes, I'm going against everything I've said for the last month and a half. I think the Magic and their players should go out and try and win the game. I absolutely 100% believe that philosophically that the Magic should be trying to win this game, or that every player who steps on that floor should be giving it their all to try and win that game. Because I think culture does matter. And as long as Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic or whoever else is out on that floor, try and win the game. That is your job. That is the expectation. That is the basic expectation. Having said that, I don't see a reason for Aaron Gordon to play this game. I don't see a reason for Nikola Vucevic to play this game. If the Magic didn't have to show up, they wouldn't. That's honestly how I feel. Because unlike the mythical notion of... Unlike those mythical notions maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks ago where you don't know what a win's going to do, we know Wednesday night exactly what a win is going to do. A win will dramatically change the Magic's chances of winning the lottery, of getting in the top three, or even positioning within the within the, the draft standings. And that's because the Atlanta Hawks and the Dallas Mavericks played their final game of the season on Tuesday. As expected, the Philadelphia 76ers won their 15th straight game, defeating the Atlanta Hawks 121-113. to 113. The Hawks put up a very solid effort the kind of effort that you, I want to see the Magic. If the Magic loses to the Wizards, like the Hawks lost to the Sixers, I will be happy because they, they played hard. They tried to win the game. They're not good enough. I, you can live with that. And that's, honestly, that's all I want to see Wednesday night. Just go out hard, playing hard, playing to the end. The fans deserve it for showing up in the building every night. Because, trust me, the fans that show up in the building, most of them aren't thinking about the lottery as much as a lot of fans are. 
They want to have a good time that night. So give them a good time that night. But the Hawks lost to finish at 24-58. and 58. That would give them the third best odds in the lottery. A few hours later, even though Dallas held a 10-point lead at the half, the Phoenix Suns came from behind to win 124-97, to 97, featuring a starting lineup that had such NBA luminaries as Daniel House, Devon Reed, and Shaquille Harrison. Alec Peters scored 36 points. Who is Alec Peters? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Phoenix came from behind to beat Dallas. Phoenix had already wrapped up the top odds in the lottery. Dallas now at 24-58 and 58 to finish their season. That's a two-way tie for third in the lottery odds. The Magic sit at 24-57. and 57. They know exactly what they have to do. There are 336 lottery combinations on the line between the third, fourth, and fifth spot in the NBA Draft Lottery. If there is a three-way tie, the teams split those 336 lottery combinations evenly between the three teams. That's 112 lottery combinations, 112 chances out of 1,000 to win the NBA Draft Lottery or to get into the top three. I think it, I don't know what that equates out to, um, especially now that uh, the tie has been broken. The difference there between tying and not tying is going from 112 combinations to 88. If the Magic win on Wednesday, they would end up with the fifth best odds to win the lottery giving them an 8.8% chance of winning winning the top overall pick and a 29.1% chance at getting into the top three. Getting into the top three goes to about, I think it's 30-something percent, about a third, one in three chance, and again, a 12.1% chance percent chance to win the entire lottery. I know how odds work, despite what some of you think. I know how odds work. And I could very well argue that a win might lock the Magic into the spot that wins them the lottery. It might. You don't know. But yes, it is very, very clear that there are benefits here to losing this game and ending up in a three-way tie with the Hawks and the Mavericks. In fact, Friday would be the tiebreaker. Friday would be the tiebreaker for the NBA Draft Lottery to determine... What combinations, what order of combinations that the teams get, as well as the draft order if they don't fall in the lottery. So again, I I admit there is full impetus for this team to lose this game on Wednesday. And in fact, I don't expect Aaron Gordon or Nikola Vucevic or any of the Magic's key players to play much beyond the middle of the third quarter. This isn't like last year where the Magic were between 5th and 6th. And the Magic's win last year on the last day of the season did drop the Magic from 5th to 6th in the lottery order. The 5th pick went to Philadelphia, and because Sacramento jumped the Magic, jumped the Magic and the Sixers 
from the seventh spot, or I think it was the seventh or eighth spot, Philadelphia did that pick swap, and that's how Sacramento ended up with the fifth pick. And again, I would argue the Magic had won a few more games, they would have been, they would have drafted third, and they would have maybe had Jason Tatum or whoever you want. I, th- I don't think it mattered at the end of the day. I think the Magic were taking Jonathan Isaac fifth if they had drafted fifth. That's what's at stake here, though. That those are the those are the stakes in this last game of the season. When you've got the fifth best odds, eight point eight percent chance to win, twenty nine point one percent chance to get in the top three. Lose, and you're tied for third with two other teams, giving you a twelve point one percent chance to win the NBA draft lottery. It's that simple. One final statistical nugget that I want to clean up here before we close the season. Uh, last year, there was a whole lot made about the Magic's improved offense, about the way the Magic closed the season out. They finished 8-16, and 16, but their offense went from one of the worst offenses in the league to at least mediocre, at least passable. And we, we're not seeing the same thing happen with the offense this year, but we are seeing the same thing happen with the defense this year. For the season, the Magic have a 107.9 defensive rating. That is 20th in the league. Not a good defensive rating at all, but 20th in the league. A lot of that is because of their work after the All-Star break. After the All-Star break, the Magic have the 15th best defense in the league at 106.1. That's that's more than a point per possession, point per 100 possessions, better on the defensive end. Not a bad change. But you look at, but I mean, this is a number that the Magic have talked about that that everyone is just, just kind of, you said, is like, oh, you know, our defense is playing better. And I think Vogel would say that, that the defense could be even better than it's been. But the question is, is this number real? What does this number really tell us? What does this improvement really tell us? Certainly, it's been bolstered by the Magic playing some really weak teams. The Magic had that stretch where they played Phoenix, Chicago, Brooklyn. They played some bad teams. They played a Boston team that was struggling a little bit with injuries in that stretch as well. So, how much do we want to believe in these numbers? Our Ricky Skrika... Ricky Scrick of Orlando Magic Daily looked into this a little bit more and found that the numbers are a little illusory. The Magic have actually been worse defensively against the kind of teams that they've been playing than expected. Their defense is better than it was before the season, before the All-Star break. But after the All-Star break, it's pretty much the same story. They're not playing up to their expectation levels. Take out the the six teams that the Magic played that are out of the, the playoff picture. And the Magic have given up 110 points per 100 possessions. Worse than their mark before the All-Star break. It probably is something that, that you've sensed. When the team is playing real teams, fighting for something, playing for something, the Magic struggle. 
the Magic don't look like a good defensive team. They get beat up pretty badly. And they've had their fair share of major defeats since the All-Star break. And so, this is a case where the eye test beats the numbers. Where the numbers need the context to tell you what's really going on. The Magic are playing better defensively. Dot, dot, dot. Depending on who they play. And so it's hard to it's hard to be real invested in this team's growth to this point. It's hard to say that this team has built momentum to the offseason in the same way that maybe they did last year. Last year, the offense looked pretty good. It looked different. And everyone still believed in Vogel's ability to teach defense. And so you could say, you know, give them a summer to figure this offense out. They were running a new offense essentially with no practices. They'll figure it out. The defense can be good. We know it can be. Make some moves. You know, we'll see what happens. That proved not to be the case, of course. The offense has struggled a lot still, and the defense has struggled even more. And so the question now is, does this defense improvement move to the offseason? And I think the answer is no. I think that this has been as rough an end of the season as the Magic have had, especially during this rebuild. Um, it's kind of proven how the Magic are at the dead end that they're at. Uh, and, and honestly, their record reflects exactly how good they are. The Magic haven't taken the step forward, it would seem, on the defensive end. The raw numbers look good. The statistical numbers look better. But again, when the chips are really down, when they're playing against teams that are motivated, I mean, we saw it against Milwaukee, I think. Defense can play really, really, really well. But they'll give up a lot of points in a hurry. And they'll let go of the rope in a hurry and get blown out in a hurry. And honestly, that's why we're talking about getting the third best odds in the lottery, having the third best chance to win the NBA draft lottery and get into that top three or win that draft lottery. That's the story of the season. The Magic needed to find an identity, and they never could. Their defense had a nice uptick when Jonathan Isaac was in. No doubt about it. He made their defense better. Of course, he's been out for a good chunk of the season. And he alone isn't going to fix all the Magic's defensive problems. We'll have plenty of time to talk about some of these bigger picture issues, but I wanted to point out that trend after the All-Star break and just kind of squash all hope that, yeah, that things could carry over to next season. The only thing that, that seems to carry over to next season right now is the culture that has been haunting and destroying this team for so long that needs to change. And again, that, that goes to my other points, but I'm done arguing that point. Magic probably need to just take this L on Wednesday and count their ping pong balls in May. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow us online now at LockedOnMagic.com. I'm posting new episodes there every day. I'll post my playoff preview there uh, in the coming days as well. Some final thoughts on the season. Uh, I'll continue posting discussion starters uh, as time goes on as well. So be sure to check out LockedOnMagic.com. You can follow me as well on Twitter at philiprr_omd, underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, follow orlandomagicdaily.com. Coming up tomorrow on Orlando Magic Daily, we begin to look at the offseason a little bit and discuss who should stay and who should go. A quick glance at the Magic roster 
as we anticipate a big offseason of change. That'll be up on orlandomagicdaily.com tomorrow morning. You can also check me out on 96.9 The Game at about 10.20. I'll be on the beat of sports with uh, with Mike Tuck, so definitely be sure to check that out. I'm looking forward to talking about the Magic season with him. Always a good time there. That's going to do it for me today, though. Again, I want to thank you all for sticking with us here this NBA season. We're finally at the final day of the season. The Magic versus the Washington Wizards, the final game of the season. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock, but we will uh, we will have a complete recap of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic as well. For now, though, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.